Hello there and welcome to Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, the writer's room podcast dedicating to fixing the Star Wars sequels. I'm Bryce Quinn and I'm joined this week by Carmelo Keating, our lead writer. How you doing, Melo? I'm doing good, man. How how's, our, how's our progress looking? It's looking quite good. Um, where we currently stand is I'm on my fourth treatment for episode seven. Fourth treatment. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. And Sandro, our progress supervisor. How you doing, man? Oh, good, good. It's nice to, it's nice to be here. Nice to have good you time. back. For us, it's been many months since you've been on an episode. Uh, for the listeners, it's been two episodes, so yeah. uh, they, they wouldn't know the difference. Anyway, how you doing, man? How's it pro- how you feel about progress? Yeah, I mean, there's been a few curveballs, but I'm like, I'm happy to like keep running, running it through, and like making it feel like it's all consistent and it all feels like a like a well lived in world. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to continue that trend with this episode on Ben Solo or Kylo Ren, as you may know him, because this is our episode, our character discussion on Ben Solo. How the show works is we start with. Uh, our context of the, the character and just a brief overview. Then we move into what went wrong with that character in the sequel trilogy and we kind of break it down, critique it, and just kind of bash on it a little bit just because it's fun. Then we move into what we liked about the character and then our main article two, which is our fixed pitches, what we would do to change that in our rewrite of the sequels. Uh, and then at the episode, we try and find some concrete conclusion and a uh, place to move on, kind of lock some stuff in so that we feel like we're making progress. I know you just said it before, but it feels like so long since we've done one of these. Well, me and Melo did it last week. Yeah. I'm feeling Ultra. super out of practice for some reason. I yeah, know. Today. I'm, I'm feeling it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's all right. We're going to jump into it. I've got a little bit of context for Ben Solo, who is also known as Kylo Ren, our grumpy, angsty apprentice of Supreme Leader Snoke, uh, a wayward son of Leia and Han Solo, half of the dyad in the Force that connects him to Rey, uh, and grandson of Darth Vader, who he idolizes. Any other notes from you guys? Uh, yeah, just a few more, I guess uh contextual behind the scenes things yeah. like that you know i guess a lot of the inspiration was taken you could say from like you know ben skywalker perhaps who was meant to be luke's son and then also and that's like, in the extended character. in the extended yeah, yeah. extent in the uh expanded universe sorry stuff uh and then and Jaden uh, jason solo uh mm-hmm. twin of, of jana solo uh, one of the solo twins uh who also falls to the dark side it's kind of the equivalent of that character do you want to like elaborate on sort of like that context of the name Kylo Ren, where that sort of comes from within. <laughs> I think I told you guys this because I don't know if you'd heard it. Oh, I don't know. I don't it's know. not, I don't think it's ever been confirmed, but allegedly it's, you know, Skywalker is Kai and then Solo is low and that's Kylo Ren. Really? Yeah. And no, I heard that somewhere and I'm like, that doesn't sound legit, but also yeah, I wouldn't okay. put it past him. You know what I mean? That's cool. I haven't heard that before. Oh, what are you talking about? Then? No, I was more talking about in universe, um, Knights of Ren. Oh, the Knights of the, Ren. The backing yeah, yeah, of like yeah. that character story, because obviously that's, that's all off screen. Off screen. Yeah. And it's stuff. still a thing that I mean, exists. if we want to get into that just quickly, yeah, it's like, you know, he goes on some adventure after he's left Luke Skywalker he with the Knights of Ren, in which he does kill the master of the Knights of Ren, then takes up that mantle. I don't know where Kylo comes from, though. Right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah, he's just like, yeah, I combine my two cool names together. It's cool. Because I'm cool and angsty. Yeah. Anyway. Fine. Anyway. Stupid. So that's the context. That's who the character <laughs> is. Let's move on. Yeah. A1, Article 1. What went wrong with... Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren in the sequel trilogy. Where to begin? Oh, where to begin? It feels inconsistent of an a redemption arc. There's there's too much bad happening mm-hmm. to even warrant him being like, oh, should I be doing this? Am I fighting for the wrong yeah, side? Yeah, see, I, I kind of think I've honed in on exactly the part that makes me hate the redemption arc, but I'll get to that in a sec. Carmelo? Yeah, look, like we'll touch on it later. I will just foreshadow again. It's like, you know... He is one of the better parts of this trilogy, but still so many problems. And I think that it, it comes down to what we always talk about is just a lack of planning. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think they were on the, 
they, they had the wrong approach from the start in trying to make him a Vader equivalent because yeah. you know it's one of the shortcomings of Force Awakens is that it has taken too much inspiration from from A New Hope and so they're thinking like how do we make this Darth Vader s character and mind you he does get more in his first film he has more in seven than vader got in four that's yeah. true but like you know as a villain or as in the, in the first movie in force awakens what's he actually do to change or be even presented as someone who could be redeemed mm. he doesn't he's just no, evil, no, the no, he's evil the whole time and he ends the film evil yeah and it's it's part of uh a, a note i've got here that is um the the plan for him was it was meant to be this adverse to anakin whereas as, as anakin starts good gets tempted to the dark side they wanted him to be someone who is evil and gets tempted to the light and that's why there's that whole dialogue between he and snoke with where it's like you know um you know i can feel the light side within you and then when he's praying to darth vader's comes like i feel it again the pull to the light as if the light is i guess that is his main character conflict and then he has that conversation with han solo and then he kills his dad which seems like mm. a quite a and it seems like a, oh he's like fully fucking evil and so now. again <laughs> like the commitment yeah yeah, yeah. But, but it's one of those inconsistencies when then snoke in the next one is like you know you killed your father, but it's like he's torn your soul into facing such a test. Uh, yeah, that's silly. Um, and then they, yeah, again, they just, he kills Snoke, and then they just go really hard again on the evil thing. Yeah, he's like, meant to be, we can rule the galaxy now. Yeah, and he's meant to be the most powerful he's ever been at the start of Nine. Hmm. So. so in terms of, you know, the redemption arc and stuff, written here he is redeemed despite having done heaps of evil shit mm. and it doesn't feel remotely as rewarding or believable as vader's redemption who is also a mass murderer and a horrible person <laughs> when he's doing his han solo impression at the end of episode nine it's like seeing a mass murderer try and be cool and it's very disorienting if yeah. you think about it in those terms you never see vader try and be cool he just is good and then dies immediately yeah and i think that's the only way you can write it yeah his redemption doesn't feel that earned yeah really he also doesn't feel earned he gets no. like force healed by ray and it's like oh i'm good again mm. it's horrible yeah that being said look the uh getting to see that that really beautiful scene in nine with him and and the projection of harm i've always hated it i've always always hated that yeah no see that's the thing it's like it it, i feel like i'm just a general sort of audience member in that moment it's like yeah it gets me you know like it's cool from seven to nine it's like i think it's a moment it's a great moment but it doesn't have enough like within the context of the trilogy there's there's nothing really of substance backing it I also hate it in the in terms of like how is he seeing Han? Han's not a force ghost. Is yeah. he going crazy? Like it just doesn't make sense but, to me, and it, it's unbelievable. It pulls me out of the moment, and also I feel like it's unearned. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm part of the, the side where the implication there is that Leia is force projecting Han, right? And that's why she dies the same as Luke dies after his force projection instead of just force it's, projecting uh, her, her, yeah. herself. Yeah, because yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, well, how how could she ever be possibly important to the story? No, Sorry, in this trilogy, the yeah, way the mistreated her. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's nice to see Ben Solo as Ben Solo at the end of Nine, but again, it, is. it seems like too little, too late. And then yeah, if you look at it with that context of like, oh, this guy's like straight up like super evil. He mm. had six years of killing people, and then we've seen him on screen kill a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And now we're supposed to be like, oh, we're on his side. He's cool. Also, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. weird. What the, what, the, what the hell is his flirt game with Ray? Oh, you know, it's gosh. like, you came from nothing. You're nothing, but not to me. That's the I ultimate think you're special. Name, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Just Ugh. like, just beat her down. And it, actually, no, here's, and here's one of the major problems. We can't like skip over this. A lot of disrespect to Adam Driver with, with just with how this character was written. He's fantastic. Adam Driver is a fantastic actor. Yes, absolutely. And he deserved better. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Okay, here's, here's my, my first thought. Uh, no, it's not. A thought. Uh, we start. We start with Ben already six years gone, fallen to the dark side. This tells us that for for six years, Luke, Leia, and Han have all failed to bring him back, and that has all taken place off screen. So not only are our heroes from the original trilogy failing to help their son and uh, nephew, they're also 
doing all of this off screen, leaving and also, it all like, to be built on. Seemingly not even trying. Yeah, it also mm-hmm. seems like they're not even trying. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. We have no idea of what the story or the context is there, and that's where we start Force Awakens. And I think that is awful. Decision. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, yeah, Luke especially. Yeah, like, you know, it's like, Luke. Yeah, he he he. As we know, he fucks up. And then he just wallows in his pity, thinking that Ben burned the temple and killed all the Jedi. And like, he's like, oh, yep, guess he's to the dark side now. Luke doesn't have guess any history of saving people from the dark side. <laughs> saving yeah. people from the dark side. <gasps> I did a Sandra. I bashed the mic. <gasps> My turn. But yeah, no, yes. like you said, uh, Luke doesn't have any history of saving people from the dark side. He totally mm. does. And yeah. he was he, he's the most qualified in that position. You know, <laughs> yeah. So silly. Um, his apprenticeship with Snoke makes no sense whatsoever and never explained on screen or off screen, from what I understand. Yeah, no, I will say there is one Kylo Ren comic and it's not good. So we don't know what that relationship on, was like. how that interaction first like sort of emerged uh-huh. kind of thing. Pretty much. Yeah, and right. it's that and it's the early days of the Knights of Ren and it's, 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 it starts with Luke in some early days when he's training with Luke. So Ben when he's training with Luke and then after he's left yeah. and what he does at the start and it's just not enough. It's so not good all enough. of this history and context is just a big question mark in canon mm. and... On screen as well. We don't know his motivations. We don't know what he's done or why, how he is being driven forward. In the it story. is at its core just very weak yeah. character writing across the board. And following on from that, the Knights of Ren are entirely wasted and left unexplained. We only see them in the ninth film. We don't get an explanation of who they are, why they care. On screen, mm-hmm. we get, know in canon that they're mm-hmm. just a group of dudes who are evil, I guess. At the very group least, we should have gotten... You know what I just realized? Yeah. Feels inconsistent. And maybe it's not inconsistent, but I want to bring it up. So when they flash... To when um in the first movie when they're having flashbacks of the Jedi Temple getting fallen down, yeah, they cut up to a shot raining where uh Ben's standing there with the Knights of Ren, mm-hmm. yeah, and then he walks away and then it cuts to the Jedi Temple, so it seemingly makes makes it look like yeah, yeah the, the Knights it, it, were there when the Temple got burned it down. It does make it seem that way. But then you go get to Last Jedi, it seems like oh it's just something he did in the moment after Luke attacked him. He didn't in canon. It was Snoke. It's it, Luke thinks that Ben did it, but it was Snoke that right. burned the temple. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So that actually leads me into my next question: Did he kill the other Jedi at the temple? Yeah, did he? Kill Are they the all dead? Ones? Did any of them join the Knights of Ren? Did what he kill happened? Grogu? Did he kill Grogu? <laughs> In the comics, after again week uh, after he leaves, he goes off with the Knights of Ren. Three Jedi, three other apprentices around his age, chase him down, and then he does kill one or two of them. Right. Yeah. What happens to the other? I'm fucking <laughs> it's so, silly. I yeah. So I all of these questions, you know, they are just hand waves to get the story to where it needs to be for JJ and the team on Force Awakens to mm-hmm. have it start with the First Order being huge. Kylo Ren's been evil for six years. Han, Leia, and Luke are split up and they have failed in yeah. pretty much every aspect of what they want to achieve. And it's yeah. so, so upsetting. Here, I think here's one of the key problems there is that, you know, so they wrote, they wrote Seven and they wrote these characters at, at some point in their story. You need to have within your own canon headspace when writing these characters to tell your actors as the creators of the writers your context you have to have had those origins already mapped out even if we don't see them because it feeds into so much stuff and then that's what you use as the sources for your, for your comics to be later written mm. you can and hide I think that, that happens off screen an actor has to know a yeah. storyteller has to know to influence how that character progresses later in the story this is a very mean thought but there's two options here one first option they don't have that context and that's why it sucks option two they have the context and it sucks and it's bad <laughs> O- option... And they've done a really bad job of writing it. Also, option three, and I wouldn't put this past this like Disneyfied uh, Lucasfilm as it, as it stands. They had it, and then they retconned it. Yeah. Because they wanted to write this comic instead. I mean, yeah, even yeah. potentially that as well. Yeah. And it's just a whole big jumbled mess. It's the classic thing of it's the corporate version of too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, absolutely. Uh, yes. yeah. Can't create a good pie or whatever it is. 
I don't remember the rest of the saying. <laughs> um, those are all of my notes for what went wrong with uh, Ben Solo. If you guys want to jump in and add anything else before we move on. Can we talk about his, like, his anger management? <laughs> yeah, what's the deal with him being so angry? Where's that like, come from? I mean, my helmet on the wall. It, it's, uh, again, I think it's one of those, like, uh, he's Anakin. He's, he's, Anakin. he's the new Anakin. Yeah. Anakin was angsty, and so was he. Yeah, but Anakin was, like, like an emo teen. Mm. He was obsessed with girls and, like, poetic language. He I wasn't, can, like, angry, you know? Yeah. I can understand, like, some, like level to an extent of angst of beating something but they do it to a comical extent there's like I think it's straight up a, it's a funny moment when he's straight up he yeah, slashes like the a sh- panel yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's like a shot down a hallway and you just see the sparks going yeah it's yeah. played comedically yeah it's played as a joke it is and also he's a 30 year old yeah it's so weird 30 year old man child yeah it's it's so strange it doesn't mm-hmm. play as like a, oh he's like a sith who's filled with so much hate and anger it's just he's played like a child who's 30 he's a man child which, like, also leads to, like, something that we've already talked about a bit. Like, these characters need to be younger. Yeah, we all, we're all on the page of these characters need to be a lot yeah. younger. It doesn't feel like a family coming-of-age story if the Kylo Ren's 30 and Rey's in her 20s. Yeah, yeah and so or, weird. Nor, nor making Han, Luke, and Leia too old to be able to be involved in things. Exactly, actively, yeah. So. They're still going to be a part of the story. It's only yeah. been 20, 30 years or so. 20, it's 20 been 30 years. in canon, yeah. but we can, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're redefining. The, the so. Okay, shall we move on? Yes, yeah. article 1.5, what we actually liked. And this is also a pretty beefy section because as much as we just bashed the shit out of Ben Solo, <laughs> there is a lot we like. We, we really love this character as yeah, well in it, certain respects. I was part of that, that that trend on the internet back in, in 2019 as soon as 9 came out where it's like, yeah, he's like the Obi-Wan of this trilogy. You know, It's like, like this trilogy is a bit of a mess, but we can always come back to Obi-Wan being very entertaining. Yeah, and as inconsistent as his arc is, he actually has an arc. Yeah, that's you know he has some of... kind of change and you know gets to he starts in one place and he finishes. Another we can place. see at the very least a, a very broad outline of what they were trying to do with the character, and it's enough to like sort of be attached to. It's like ah, oh, you know, of all the things we hate in these movies, at least this is somewhat enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so actually, I'd like to start out with an audience question. Okay. Of something that I adore about his character. You know, they can't answer, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> an audience question. Go to the comments of whatever social media. However you're listening to this, if it's Spotify, jump over to Instagram, Twitter, whatever. If it's on YouTube, comment straight there. And TikTok as well. That was good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was so. by that. Okay. The crossguard lightsaber. I love it. It's it is brilliant. one of my favorite lightsabers. At the time, it was panned. People hated it. Back in, back in 2014, 15, when trailers in the movie came out. What do you think now has it aged well? What do we think? What do we think has it aged well? I personally love it. I love it. And I, love I also it. would love if anyone commented or messaged anything at all. That would make my day. If I see one comment, I'm going to be over the moon. Even if you hate it, just just tell us why you hate it. I'd love it. Just, no, just, absolutely, yeah. just comment just like a single letter. Just comment L. L podcast. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah. L crossguard. L crossguard. Cross cross just the one. No, because also like, and then because of the crossguards, right? He has this, this particular fighting style, which again, I love because it, it, it makes sense for how he's wielding it. It's like this long sword where yeah. it's these big, deep, heavy swings. Now, I know lightsabers are weightless. Yeah. It's still these big, deep, heavy swings, and it just looks cool. Definitely. Weightless or not weightless? No, weightless or not. Sorry. That's the other question. I'm team weightless. Um, when you're connected to I, the no, force, when you're in tune it, with your saber. Ru- ruins everything if it's weightless. I Oh, well, yeah, well. We could get into the thing from Rebels. I'm, I'm like, into the thing from Rebels. And, and Mando, where it's weighted to them. I yeah. think it's weighted to the person. I think okay. it's it's heavy if you don't know how to use it, but not in the sense it's it's like the 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 weapon has its own energy. Mm. Own, it's like a like, wizard's connection to that wand. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Han had a real the connection to Luke's. The lightsaber chooses the wizard, Harry. <laughs> yeah. 
Han had a real Crystal literally to chooses the Jedi. Yeah. So no, I was being silly. Han has a real connection to Luke's one because he's just easily able to just and then taunt, taunt, and just. That's different because he's using it like a tool, not a weapon. Yeah. You know, he's not like directing his energy. I think he has it on for like two seconds. Exactly. To just go. He is, you know, the son of one of the greatest pilots, the nephew of one of the greatest pilots of their eras. And so the bit in 8, the whole sequence in 8, in which we get to see him being this ace pilot, I think is glorious. You know, I forgot about that. That's totally something I want to keep in. He mm. should just be a really wicked pilot he the whole time. It's interesting the that, like, pilot. are we inferring that it's genetic because he's spending so much time <laughs> with Luke? I think we can infer it's genetic. Because, <laughs> no, because, like, Luke is a born good pilot. He never really gets taught how to be a pilot. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's just the son of Anakin and he's a genetically good pilot. I think we can keep that in. I think that's like silly, but it works. Oh, I thought you he, you were talking about Han. No, no, no. I'm saying Ben is... Oh, the grandson. Because he's descended of two of the greatest pilots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, you know? Super genetics. He's you know super I mean? genetic. He was born to he was fly. genetically yeah. made to fly. I think he himself can fly. I think he doesn't need a ship. I think he just force fly. We can bring force fly in. Wings out. I'm going to stop you guys right there. We are not doing force fly. No way. But we're bringing back force speed. That's a promise. (laughs) Force sprint. Phantom Menace. Oh, God. So good. That's cool. Use it once. Could have solved so many problems. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He should be a pilot for sure. Um, We we mentioned Adam Driver earlier, but I, you know, Adam Driver is a fantastic. We always, every every time we get to the what we like section, it's the actor and what they brought to the role because they were such such fantastic, charismatic actors. Yeah, the casting was fantastic for these films. For sure Mm. it was. They did a really great job. And Adam Driver, like, just brought it home. He was really good. Especially um, in Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker in particular. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm yeah. t- taking up a lot of the likes time, so by all means, jump anything? in. No, because you're taking up a lot of the likes time with stuff that I think we're all agreeing on, and stuff that I would say otherwise, because I was like, oh, I want to bring up the lightsaber. I like the look. I like his I like his character design. I like his costume design. I've never been a biggest fan of the look. I thought the helmet was silly, and the hood kind of looks silly. I think it kind of looks like a grandma sometimes. I think I like him without a helmet more than I like him with a helmet. I, I kind of agree there. I think just because the helmet doesn't make sense, it's just making him a Vader fanboy, and I yeah. think Snoke was right there. But what kind of does sell figurines. Yeah, but what I really love, and you can like read this in some of the books and like some of the behind-the-scenes books, that is, uh, with the costume design breakdown, episode eight, he is made to look more like a knight. I did see that, yeah. And with his lightsaber, it just it works so well for me. I love it. Um, I like the episode eight look where he's got no helmet on. Or Wait, does he have the helmet on when you're talking about it right now? Um. No, yeah, he takes it off at points, and because you know how he's got that just that tunic that looks it's it's cool like armor plating. It's pretty know? cool. Um, I don't like the cracked helmet look. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I it it made no sense to me. It was like I'm gonna rebuild this. It also made me angry because I knew like pick out, up all the pieces outside of the story and like the meta context of Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, I know what's happening here, J.J. Abrams. Like, I can see that you're literally putting the helmet back together. Like, no, we are going to go back to the past. We are going to reverse some of the things, the decisions we've made. And that just was frustrating to <laughs> yeah. watch. Not that okay, I don't want to specifically call that J.J. Abrams. No. I don't hate J.J. Abrams. But. Uh, <laughs> other things we like. I've got more. Uh, the dyad. With Ray is oh, fucking yeah. awesome. And I, those yeah. scenes are really cool. Oh yeah, they're, they're episode eight. Yeah, yeah. them t- love it. That's the best part on. of Last Jedi. Mm, I can't sure. on Dyad so much in the Ray episode. I feel like. No, we like, can just touch on it quickly here. Like, we really like the dyad. We really want to keep it mm. in. If you hate the dyad, dear listener, uh, we don't care. No, I'm joking. No, no. Let, let, us us know. Know. let us know. Let us know. Well, yeah, but if it's something we're able to set up from the start, if we were able yeah. to do it better, that's something I keep making mention of in the Force Awakens. Like treatment notes that i have is like they they can see each other they have like little moments of force connection across the galaxy that kind of stuff 
Uh, and turning against Snoke in episode eight, I thought, you know, despite how the story overall suffered from the choice, I think the moment itself and that little bit of his character and him making important decisions in the story was was really cool. Yeah. I, mm. I really enjoyed watching it in the cinema. Here's the thing, like at times I, I am able to just be with, with these sort of movies, be the audience member exactly as the director wants me to be. So okay. like, I know a lot of people in that moment were like, oh my God, it's so obvious. He's <laughs> turning the lights up. He's going to kill Snoke. Yeah. The whole time I was thinking, no, 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 Snoke's this big, powerful villain. I was on it. I edge of my seat because it's like no he's gonna sense it the whole jig's gonna be up even though we we the audience know what's happening like snoke also knows it's happening there's no way he's gonna kill him and so when he did i thought it was a pretty good moment i, thought I was it hit, in awe you know? it's surprising because you're like oh i thought this guy was smarter yeah, yeah <laughs> it is um yeah it's a bit of a surprise and then you get that moment you get the cool fight and this is all cinema experience you get the 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 fight with the guards the first then, time you watch that fight it's a great and fight. then you get the crate fight scene where they're mm-hmm. on the, the planet and the first time you watch it, you walk out of cinema this is for me anyway i walked i'm like this was the best movie i've ever seen <laughs> i loved it no, later I really on did. i went and, like you know i saw all of these really negative reviews come out i'm like what are they talking about mm. and then looked into it a bit more and they're like look at the fight scene the choreography is really weird you know think about it you know canto bite i'm like oh i forgot about canto yeah. bite that was a bit shit i forgot about that thing that took up like one third of the movie. oh my god <laughs> so long yeah but in terms of like shock and awe if you were to, if you were able to give yourself to that film the way that the creators wanted it was a great experience. And the, and like we've said, the dyad scenes between him and Ray, uh, a lot of the stuff on Octo with Ray and Luke, that stuff is all pretty bloody good, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, the, I ben, enjoy the ben, that a lot. Ben Luke confrontation on Crate. Even still rewatching it, I enjoy all, all of those scenes. What do we feel about like inconsistent? I should have brought this up in like stuff we hate, but like it's so minor. Inconsistent face scar. Oh, I don't care. I One of the retcon care. things. Yeah, because Ryan didn't like the fact that it goes up the ridge of his nose. It looks goofy. He wanted it over the eye, more like Anakin. Um, I agree with that. I think it looks cool. Well, I mean, <laughs> you made the right choice. <laughs> I mean, here's one of the other things they changed. And we again, we 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 watched Force Awakens not that long ago. We did. Ray cuts his lightsaber in half. No, she hits it. I don't. We don't see it split in half, but mm-hmm. she definitely hits mm-hmm. it with her lightsaber. Yeah, like, right. We, we rewound yeah. it a bunch of times. Like she hits his lightsaber with her lightsaber. It is canon that lightsabers cut through lightsaber hilts, though. Um, all you see is like a little of a spark, and you hear the yeah. noise of it being like maybe broken she, in some way. Maybe she hit the uh, the metal part that connects. The cross guard, like right, the, like the corner, yeah, like the cross guard thing. The corner, right. Anyway, she hit the off button. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to move on. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I'm happy to move Let's on. Cool. All right. Uh, article two: Our fixed pitches. Who wants to begin with how we would fix Ben Solo in our sequel trilogy rewrite? I want to go last. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he's called. He's called last. Yeah. Uh, Sandra, what do you want to go? <laughs> you want to call it? Sir, I've been very busy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's going second. I'll go first. <laughs> you want to do that? Sure. All right. Sick. Awesome. Sure. Glad we have that. Going first. Come on. I've got all. The, I've, I've written in front of me. I've got the stuff. Uh, firstly, Ben starts episode seven as a Jedi, not a Sith or whatever mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Like not Kylo sure. Ren. Yeah. That's, for sure. That's the first note that I have. Yeah. I think, I think that's important. Yeah. We're big fans of the idea of like, uh, like as much as we can acknowledge and see what they were doing, where they wanted him to start in the dark side and eventually make his way back. We it, there's so much context into how he fell to the dark side, and it it raises so many questions that I think are better off not being asked of how did Luke fail? Because yeah. that doesn't make sense to so many fans of the story because it's fucking Luke Skywalker. And that's the other thing. It's like, it seems like such a, an obvious point of blame for any time someone falls to the dark side, it is on their master. You know, it must be. It must be their fault. It must be part of their fault. Why? Why must it be that way? And why can it not just be, you know, this, this student mm. is, is on their own path, you know, in, in this instance, which might be the case mm. for us. It could just be Ben and Ben alone or other outside influences and there's nothing Luke can do about it. 
and it's not his fault, perhaps. I don't know about that. It's Luke Skywalker, man. I just can't see us writing a story where it feels satisfying to have Luke not be a part of like Ben's downfall. Not to say that he inspires it or anything, but you, you know that Luke is going to see it and want to stop it, and it's just it's Luke. So he's going to run at it head first. Yeah. Even if he is old and wise, like that's that's his. Yeah. But anyway, we've talked about Luke plenty. Um, that's <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to disagree. Ben starts as a Jedi, and we figure it out from there. He's a lot younger in this one too, as well. Like, yeah, we want him to be younger, maybe late teens or early twenties. I do yeah. think he is like still the oldest at the new. Temple. And he's the oldest at the temple mm-hmm. for sure. So yeah, he started training first, which makes sense. And then Luke was you know looking for more students to kind of add in. But it would make sense that Ben Solo, having been born probably roughly a couple of years after Return of the Jedi, would be the first student, and he's you know he's known Luke the longest. Yeah, yeah. I can I see him like training by himself on the island. Away from all the normies, he needs to like he needs to put the the droids on hard mode. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's fun. it. Yeah, that was a, that was a scene that I written into the most recent treatment as well. Oh, you Him did. Training, training solo, yeah. yeah. So I've written three options for what we can do with Ben in terms of his overall, what's happening with him in the story. Option A: We have Ben have a girlfriend. Is mm-hmm. one of the new ideas we've kind of thrown out. And that's why he wants to go back to Osnian Prime at the end of the story. So the overall goal of this treatment, if this is your first episode listening, we want to have basically all of the characters meet up at Hosnian Prime at the end of the story. And that's where the key conflict takes place. And we've got to figure out a way to get Ben and Luke there, basically. Yep. One of the ideas is that we have uh, him having Force Visions and his girlfriend is going to die, so he wants to go and save her. That's the first kind of thing I've written down. Then there's a bunch of other ways we can do it. Then, option B. We have Ben being scared of losing his family, having visions of Leia, Han, and Luke being killed in some kind of terrible event on Hosnian Prime, so he goes pretty similar, but it removes a character. Then option C, we have Ben be scared of not living up to his uncle and even his dad as, you know, a galactic hero, as a the ultimate Jedi, basically. And that's what kind of drives him down a dark path is he wants to live up to his expectations and he's putting this huge pressure on himself and that's driving him in, to a negative place. And I, in all of my ideas, uh, we've you know talked earlier on about having Ben have a sister who's passed away before the story starts. I have stopped writing any of that stuff. <laughs> because no, it's just, it's not working for me anymore. But Sandra, I know you're still a big fan of that idea. I am still a very big fan of that idea. I don't think the plot with Ben, yep. I don't think needs to converge onto Hosnian Prime. I can see Leia's and Ray's stories converging onto Hosnian Prime. Yep. I just In our earlier treatment, we've had uh, Luke and Ben, or potentially Luke or Ben, going to Coruscant and exploring the old Jedi Temple. And, you know, them potentially going off on their own journey and something bad happens to them there. Um, I've written it all as joining up on Hosnian Prime because that's kind of what's working in my head mm-hmm. at the moment. But yeah. Okay, so since the last treatment read that I did for you guys, I've, I've gone back, I've reconsidered, I've been writing a fourth one with new ideas and I've left things a bit more open for Ben whilst we try and, you know, determine what the right path is for him. But what I definitely want to explore is that third point you raised, Bryce, in yep. terms of like him, pressure. Uh, yeah, feeling this pressure on, pressure on himself. Yeah. Honestly, so to me, Ben is meant to be the new everything. Ray, mm. Ray is Ray is our main character, but they kind of uh, don't know trilogy. that she exists until no, no, no. She meets later on, but so. you know, in in the, in the in the minds of every character, every other character that it, that exists, so Han, Leia, Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were to, I if, think Luke is special. Yeah, yeah. If they were to pick a person in their lives who is like you know oh, main character energy, it's meant to be Ben. He is son of, of of the rebellion heroes, Han and Leia, nephew of of Luke Skywalker, grandfather of a grandson of Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh, you know that whole thing. He would be feeling this absolutely immense pressure, and I want to see what that does to him. I think the biggest thing I want for his story over this film, whether or not in terms of an actual trial, maybe not. I've, I've toyed with the idea of him taking his his Jedi Knight trial. He needs to be put to the test. That doesn't necessarily mean, need to be a trial, but he is going to be tested. He's going to be have his limits pushed, and that will determine where he ends up. You know, if that puts him to the 
to the dark side. So I think he's going to be put to the test and he's going to fail. fail. Just yeah. following on from that for a second, um, we've been constantly talking about this idea of the dark side cave on Arcto. And yeah. Keeping that in the story in some capacity. What if, similar to Luke's journey in Dagobah, where he goes into the dark side cave in Dagobah, what if that's a part of Luke's training where he's like, yeah, there's a dark side cave over there. I plan on sending our like padawans through it as a part of their trials to put them through the same test that i went through where they have to confront the dark side and themselves and the yep. dark parts of themselves as a part of their jedi training that could work right there like it that could be. could be a part of the story yeah as a deliberate thing it, it, it draws the interesting parallel of like an empire you know like they, they happen across it mm. and then and, and luke feels this pull and, and yoda's like he doesn't try to stop him you yeah. know he just tells him hey, hey yeah no, it's a bad play you, careful you going do into what the you hall. want to but yeah. you're not gonna like it and it, yeah yeah, it's interesting. I think that could work really well. Yeah. We were talking about that cave the other day, and like this is completely unrelated. It's like one of my favorite lines is um, when he's about to go in. He's like, "What will I find in there?" And Yoda says, "Only what you take with you." And I'm like, "It's a solid line. It's a great line. Great line. Mystical Yoda." I um, think you can bag on so much of like Lucas's writing, but maybe it's that like weird clunkiness that makes Yoda so perfect because it doesn't need to change. Lawrence, yeah, Lawrence he, he was born to write Yoda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lawrence Kasdan also wrote that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's yeah. true. So. Off your suggestion, uh, you know, last time we, we spoke about these these broader ideas of, like, the, the girlfriend thing, I, I went back and I looked at it. I thought about some things. Uh, and I looked at uh, George Lucas's treatment as well. Mm-hmm. He was meant to have the the yeah, the son of, of Han and Leia be seduced to the dark side by Darth Talon. Okay. He was going to be the apprentice. Was he going to simp Maul? for Darth Talon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Darth yeah. Talon. Darth Talon. Yes. Yeah, he was going to simp for the Twi'lek Sith. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. What I thought could be interesting because we're talking about these, this, this, um, the crime syndicate in the underworld being a really big part of it is like, what if he is in love with like the daughter of one of the crime lords? Okay, and is she a Sith or a Force? She's not a Sith. Or she, she's just a crime she, lady. Yeah, the if if there were anything to do with like seduction or whatever, I wouldn't be through the actual dark side. But I thought, you know, what could be really interesting in 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 putting him to the test is is. This whole grandiose idea of what we're talking with, with what is good and evil, and if maybe he's able to see some of the the logic and the points being raised by this opposition, right. maybe he doesn't see in the crime world as a villain, and being in love with her would be a part of that. So maybe he's not wholly convinced on the same things that that Luke and Leia and Han are. Yeah, well, I mean, I might just talk about the Kira thing. Go, Go on, no, talk about Kira. Okay. Yeah. Fight for so, it. So, <laughs> I'm joking. Fight for it. <laughs> um, I've, I've taken some reflection on like. Because sometimes I have tr- tr- like trouble wording things. I'm taking some reflection on why do I like this idea? Should we give a, a bit more context? Of having uh, Ben be uh, yeah. one of the two twins. So Ben and Kira Solo, they're both twins. They're training with Luke. Kira goes on her Jedi Knight trials and she passes away from a tragic accident. Nothing. And that's all before the start of the first movie. That's an yeah. idea we've had for a while now. And I like I definitely understand the concern of having that not like visually in the actual movie itself i feel like it's nice driving context because it already starts us in a place where there is resentment there's there's some kind of tension between him and luke him and luke yeah um and it's that tension specifically that i like because we've been talking a lot about ray's character and ray's sort of arc within the first movie of finding herself and finding acceptance that she doesn't need approval from a motherly figure and i feel like it's very poetic that by the end of the film their tie within the diet of the force that ray would find that she doesn't need her mother the same time that ben finds that he doesn't need luke and how does that tie into kira being a part of the story i think kira is like the best way of motivating that as well as like 
this, I have always assumed that there's also this forced ex- um, expectation that Luke puts upon Ben. Luke. Okay, so you're feeling like Luke is putting a bit of pressure on Ben to be. We've like talked this. about him being a bit of a helicopter parent. Sorry, a helicopter parent, and mm-hmm. that we've talked about in that in the context of him being worried about losing Ben. That was the the perspective I always had on it. So he's like, oh, you know, don't be too rash, and maybe that you know pushing him to not do stuff. Maybe Ben was like, I'm going to go prove myself the same and be better than Peter or something like that. I th- I think it's nice that when Ray finds her uplifting moment of not needing that approval strengthens her character it's ben's like also uh revelation his weakening his weakening of his character of finding that he doesn't need luke skywalker so you said so i'm confused you're saying weakening of his character and then Uh, he doesn't need luke like it's the downfall right it's oh so he thinks he doesn't need luke but he's wrong it's it's strengthening in the dark side weakening the dark side kind of got it okay okay okay. so it's like Like him him rejecting him rejecting the light him rejecting luke skywalker ah okay he rejects luke skywalker the ideals of the jedi because that's sort of what luke represents i really love that as an endpoint for the first film yeah potentially because like i i love the idea of the first film being ray um, overcoming her desire, like oh, overcoming her relationship with her mom, who's a negative force in her life, and going for, for, towards yeah, the light. Yeah. And then Ben overcoming, oh, like overcoming, overcoming, his yeah, uh, with uh, with quotations, with for quotations audio for listeners. the <laughs> audio listeners, <laughs> yep. um, overcoming his relationship with Luke, yeah, with him that strengthening his relationship to the dark side. Got it. I yeah. think that's very poetic. I like that a lot. Um, cool. yeah. Sorry if that was annoying to no, listen to right. while I tried to get that idea in my head. Yeah, no, that like I suck at fucking no, 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 you're vocalizing. Chill, dude. I was yeah. just a bit confused. I like that. Um, okay, so I've also spoken about the idea before of like seeing the advantages of of tapping into the dark side and Luke throughout the film when especially when it comes to uh, fighting yeah. oh, and right. Luke warning him of that and 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 Ben trying to like shove him off and be like I'm not falling I can use it I'm just it's like, a tool. I'm just being cool it's, it's a helpful just, tool you yeah. know yeah pretty much and I I, I he's I, like I, training in the caves and he's like hey Luke look what I've just learned he starts force choking a droid <laughs> Well, here's the thing. It throws it to the wall. I mean, when we pick up in Return of the Jedi with Luke Skywalker being in this this make or break mm. scenario, and he force jokes. Mm. Com- he force jokes, jokes someone. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing. He's yeah. He's a stronger he Jedi by that two point. Of those um. Gamorrean guards. Gamorrean guards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Luke's not like Jedi Jedi at that point. He like that's his whole thing in that film where it's he's like teetering. he could yeah literally. But yeah, I, I've also always kind of wanted the idea that that Ben commits his first murder. At the end of this film, and that plays into ah. into his fall. We've written some accidental murders. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that yeah. was my idea, and you've had the same idea. And I, you know, even though I wrote it, I don't like it because it feels I don't know. It feels like if he's going to like go towards the dark side, it should mm. be him it should deciding, be a choice. him making his own choice, yeah. not that choice being pushed upon him by the writers. Yeah. So they're maybe not accidental. Chasing this idea of like you know him tapping into the dark side, I think yeah, at some point maybe he lets it really get the better of him. <gasps> what if he kills Hux? <laughs> Sorry, I just said that like flash out of nowhere. Like, what if he just fucking kills Hux, who's going for his mom or something like that? I don't know. Maybe we could just take out Hux. I don't want to kill movie. Hux yet. I really like Hux, but maybe if he just killed him in the first movie. Anyway, oh, sorry. Anyway, continue, Melo. Yeah, no, but just let the dark side get the better of him, and he kills someone. Yeah. Uh, and he feels strong. And he feels powerful, and it was intentional. But I still think he'd regret it. But then he'd feel this overwhelming sense of what the fuck have I just done? Oh my god! And he wouldn't feel like he could Do you think turn he back, maybe... and he just has to chase that feeling. Do you think maybe he'd also, like, pass blame over to someone else? Like, you made me do this. Oh, potentially. And that would make him angry as well, you know. Yeah, it could, 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 could it'd be. It'd just be really interesting to see, because we've had this idea, we talked about it last week's episode, that Hux is, for whatever reason, gunning for Leia at the end of the film and trying to frame her as, you know, your Vader's uh, granddaughter. You've been using the Force to manipulate people. But and we've what also... If, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So yeah. if, what if Ben sees this mm-hmm. and he's like, 
this is bullshit. And he goes for Hux and he kills Hux in a, like a way of trying to save his mom almost. But that in turn leads him down the dark Dude. path. And then he joins with the First Order. He actively, publicly kills Hux as a Jedi. Yeah. And that looks What awful. does that do? But then what we can do is we can distance Hux from the First Order. Yeah. Hux doesn't have to be a part of it at all. Okay. Because if we kill him there, then Ben has to leave with whoever's there to help him, which could be Palpatine clone. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of there. I'm Palpatine kinda, clone. We always come yeah. back to Palpatine, Palpatine. clone. Like, we'll, it's got to be so weird for the listeners. We'll get into that in a bit. Um, I'm kind of there. I'm, all I'm saying is if we were to kill Hux... We get to give him more screen time. We, we have to. We have to. You got to the, pay the only trouble with that is we can't give this political plot an overwhelming amount of screen time compared to the A plot. You got to go back and listen to the politics episode from last week. Okay. Uh, we've got like I think it's like three scenes that we have now, and it's just not three. a whole lot. No, just three, but yeah. they oh, okay, yeah right. they'd be like pretty meaty scenes. Yeah. Um, with these characters because you yeah, it's just the three of them. It's just mm. Leia, Lando, and Hux in the political arena, and yep. if it's just those three, we can focus in on them and really give Hux the time to shine and be a. A but just guy. Yeah. And is then Hux does. not representing a centrist belief? Um, and that's like the whole thing. Oh, now you really got to go listen to the other yeah. episodes. <laughs> I think, though, yeah, I think at, at this stage, our whole idea would be if we are talking about politics, because if we need it for the world building and the setup, we focus on it in this first film and then leave off. We, we, we move on from it into grander potentially. Things. No, no, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Sorry, Sandro, and I'm sorry if this is annoying for the listeners as well. So last week we talked politics uh, and Leia, Leia, Lando, and Hux and their political story. Uh, something that um, me and Melo both talked about is how we've been leaning away from the centrist versus populist idea and right. leaning towards military versus demilitari- demilitarization in the politics. So before we talk about any more... I mean, it's- it's pretty similar. We recorded yeah. that episode two days ago or three days ago, whatever. So you haven't had a chance to listen to it. You've been working on set. So you haven't been able to listen to that yet. So you will listen to that at some point, I'm sure. Absolutely. You um, will. You listen will listen to, to that. <laughs> the episode. And I know you want to and, and catch up on everything. So we're not going to linger on it here too much yeah. because we've already talked about it. Uh, him, Sorry him, to him, jump him, in and just say No, that's okay. But him, him so killing, even the idea of him killing for defense and that also uh, helping to give the Jedi uh, even worse. It makes name. it look even worse on the political yeah, stage. Because, like, as sure. a main main characters but have to it, create problems. Yeah. How does so, it then look if he then joins sort of that big... Well, faction. that's the thing. It's not a big faction. It's, you know, whatever the First Order is. And mm. whatever whatever Palpatine clone is representing, which is another thing we'll probably have to do an episode because we keep mentioning it in mm-hmm. other episodes and it's it's kind of the Nick Fury of our story. So it's, look, it's brought up in the Palpatine, Palpatine episode. Right? Yeah, for sure. To that one, yeah. For sure. But we've changed a lot of our stuff since mm. the Palpatine okay. episode. So, so we, can't, we can't keep talking around, beating around the bush when it comes to Palpatine. Is this idea of this, like this Palpatine apparition voice in the galaxy or just the dark side voice embodied through Palpatine talking to Ben in this film? Is it a thing? That's the real question. Is the dark side talking to him? Sandra? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think he's there to grab him at the right moment physically. Yeah. But I think it's Ben himself that's leading himself down that path. We need to have, I think... Some kind of external force on Ben. Yeah. I'm leaning away from having... Palpatine express any kind of motivation through the Force. I okay. love Palpatine clones. I love that we've talked about this in other episodes. Yeah. Palpatine has forceless a Palpatine huge clones. amount of forceless Palpatine clones that are a part of Operation Cinder. All of the operations he set into the into effect at the end of Return of the Jedi, and they are now trying to manipulate the politics. Makes sense because if he's if we have somebody tapping to Ben, because yeah. trying to bring it back to Ben uh, through the Force, it just feels weird that we're giving Palpatine Force powers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very you know, much yeah. against giving force powers to Palpatine. No, for sure. Now. Um, but I'm just I'm saying, like, it, it might not even need to be Palpatine. It's like just the dark side does have its own a dark side it, presence. Its own voice. No, the dark side itself. I like the idea of the dark side maybe 
expressing some kind of in the same way that the dark side expresses itself to Luke on Dagobah. Yep. I like yeah. that being the that, exact and, same and, thing. And Anakin in his dreams. And Anakin in his dreams as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which might have honestly been Palpatine though, is the thing. Yeah. Giving him these dreams of, of Padme. But never I think confirmed it's inferred that it is. If you want to go with the yeah. comics, sure. If you want to go with the films, it's open to interpretation. Yeah. It's open to interpretation in the films. And yeah. I like it being that it's way. Better. I like the idea that We've talked about giving Ben forced dreams and then, you know, allowing us to tie him to Ray through the through dyad. Through the dreams, yeah. Just a very quick note on that. We want to have the dyad be explored in the first movie in a very subtle way. It's not a big part of the story, but we want to yep. set it up to explore it further on. Yeah. In the later mm. movie. yeah, we could do that in some fun cinematography ways as well. I'd love to, even Frame though it. we're not doing any camera stuff. It's just yeah. words. Oh, you're going to be one of those script writers that, like, writes whip pan <laughs> into the Oh, script. you mean you mean the worst kind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The worst you mean yeah. not a script writer? Yeah. I yeah. Director I mean, like, writing first year a film school. I can't believe yeah. you just said that about Quentin Tarantino. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> chapter one, Ben's fall. Oh, God, that's funny. All right. Um, oh, we should do chapters. Oh, yeah, we should Fuck totally off. do chapters. Yeah, absolutely. Just like The Mandalorian. They are chapters. <laughs> this, the films are the chapters. Oh, let's go. Anyway. Anyways, so that's the note on the dyad. Uh, in terms of what the fuck were we talking about before that? Dark side. Dark voices. side stuff, dark side voices. We can do visions. I just don't want it to be lazy. That's the only mm. thing I'm scared of. Is yeah, just for that, sure. Oh, the visions lead him towards the story. We want to explore Palpatine as well. Mm. How could he influence him yeah. if he's on a Jedi planet? If we're also talking about dark side influence on Ben specifically, this expectation that he's putting on himself, if there's a Kira thing or if there's even the girlfriend thing, yeah. it's like guilt of being away from someone he loves or guilt of having lost someone he loves. You could see those four streams as anxious visions. And mm. he's kind of just manifesting his own demise but it's like anxiety through the force see that actually oh. god damn it god damn it <laughs> i was i was on such a fucking say, roll say that line again anxiety through the force so we, we this actually brings me to my kind of final question to talk about in our fixed pitches is how do we tie his story to fear like how can it be based around fear because that's you know we've got that theme real strong for leia that theme is pretty strong for ray as well how do we make it happen for ben as well okay so because i'm pushing for this whole idea of not living up to expectations i think it's the yeah. fear of that the fear of not being good enough never being able to be good enough in in, in any way of any of the things that are being put on him to be this whether it's not itself in inflicted um, um, sense of responsibility or if it is external forces like Luke. I'm just trying to figure out, <laughs> this is bad, but I really like the Hux kill. Uh, so I'm like, how do we have it be that he's afraid of not living up to expectations and that drives him to kill Hux in front of everyone? <laughs> Doesn't really work in my head, but I want it to so bad. A hero would kill the villain when the villain's being a c- <laughs> And he, yeah. look, he holds <laughs> I can't say that. He holds oh, the lightsaber up. And, <laughs> That's a ratings. Th- I can't say that word. Can we go again? Can we drop C bombs? Is that no? It's not a thing. No, it's it's the worst. It's 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 marked as much worse than fuck or shit. Well, there you're we gonna, go. You're I'm gonna, just gonna bleep it you're out. Gonna bleep it out <laughs> to make you feel less bad, Mel. It's. <laughs> I said it. I said it now as well. He's gonna bleep that out. I'm gonna bleep that out. <laughs> Patreon can do whatever. Uh, what those? You mean those <laughs> on Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> get demonetized on YouTube though. Oh, that's a clip. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so anyway. We're Australian. Um, what I'm imagining now is he kills Hux in front of everyone and he raises uh, the lightsaber up into the sky. He's like, I did it. I killed him. Yeah. And, no, he, well, and he high fives some random in the crowd. He does the Charleston. He does a little dance. <laughs> He's gritty on, on Hux's corpse. <laughs> I'm wittily really grittying on Hux's corpse. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Can we make it in Fortnite? I think it can happen. Oh, my God. I think, and this is something I thought with the Kira thing, was that his drive to meet expectations paired with the loss of someone would drive him 
to want to be powerful enough to not have that happen again. You're going to have to hit me the, with that again. I was yeah, like, no, yeah. You're still thinking about the gritty. No, <laughs> I was trying to listen. I just got turned around. I swear to God, I was trying to listen. He's, he's, Something I'm, about his girlfriend. I'm looking at Bryce and I'm just thinking about him. I'm looking at his head and I just see Kylo Ren gritty. Oh, God. <laughs> now I'm not sure I can. Can you just repeat the clip? What are you fucking... <laughs> oh, repeat the audio. Repeat no, but I um, right now as Bryce Quinn don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, the combination of the pressure and the back. girlfriend and the need to be powerful. I was talking about Kira, but... Oh, okay. Or Kira or um, yeah. yeah. Kira or girlfriend. Does the girlfriend have a name in your... I, I only wrote down Lando's daughter. That was all I wrote. I didn't give her a name. Okay, LD. Yeah, um, LD. LD. LD23. Like, She's a robot. Sorry. She is a droid. Oh, yo. We can call back to Solo. Yeah. yeah. With Lando's relationship. Yeah. Um, either like the the fear of losing LD or the fear of losing someone again after the loss of Kira is pushing him. Paired with the expectation of him needing to be that that shining figure, that next main character. All those Fe- combining It feeds things. his lust for power. I think that whatever, whatever we do, the danger is in falling into... Having his fall to the dark side mirror Anakin's. Yeah, that's yeah, that's another thing. And I want him to feel like it's very much his own distinct character, with his own motivation and kind of own own style. You know? Yeah, I think sure. we found that with Ray, um, and I want to find that with Ben as well. But that's kind of that was my last question. So do you guys have it. any fi- final notes? I do. Yeah, it, like it, even it. though it does feel like we're falling in very similar lines to Anakin. Yeah, I do think it's important to find a area where it is different. Mm. Yeah. Although I do feel like many of the Many of the roads that we're treading upon right now are variations of that sort of Anakin yeah. arc. Yeah. I, I think we need to explore uh, existing Je- Jedi who have fallen and all mm. of the different routes and motivations there uh, and, and compare it to a few and see and see. Because there is. There's a million, million in one way. So many. Kind of yeah, yeah, like so. like Dooku th- and, and Ventress and Ponkrell, yeah. Maul, anyone. I, yeah. I think something that is blocking us from that or something that's... The reason that we're finding so many similarities is that we're building off the exact same theme that gets um, Anakin there, which is fear. Mm. Which is true. And we are making that a core theme. So I feel like we have to own it and just rearrange yeah. pieces. And if it is similar, if it's if, if it feels similar, then, you know, like you... It can be similar and yet still original. Yeah, and, yeah. and you can you Absolutely. can invert, you can subvert, you can, like, yeah. change it up. Um, Don't say subvert. That's a trigger word. Don't say that. I'm joking. Brian Johnson. It's a bad um, expectation. Yeah. Nah. I'm still sort of very on board for Akira idea. I'd love to keep pushing for it. Yeah. I'm also incredibly open because like after this whole conversation today, I'm like also seeing benefits in some other ways. My big thing is with pretty much every Star Wars story, specifically the first movie in the, in both trilogies, prequel and original, they start the story at the start of the story. Like there's not a whole lot of context going forward outside of the opening crawl. It's yep. like, oh, politics things are happening. And then you see the Jedi beginning the negotiations. I, yeah, I just don't think we need to give too much context to it. Like, it can be passing lines. Here's my thing. I don't think we can write the death of Kira into the opening crawl. Yeah. I don't know if there's a good way to do that. And if you can't write into the opening crawl, then it's, it feels like there's a too much The opening there. crawl, I think, unfortunately, has to be reserved for the world-burning stuff, the politics, the state of the galaxy, the opinions, opinions of the Jedi, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, it frames you in the story and it frames you in this fucking weird world of Star Wars that is very much outside yeah. of our And reality. it only gives you characters that you're familiar with. It only tells you what Luke and Leia and Han are up to. Anyway, not yeah. to smush down on the I feel like too hard. That's why I, I feel like there is maybe one line that can be chucked into the opening call in relation to Luke and okay. Kira. You just, like, as you're moving into the area of where the Jedi Order is, you say, yeah. Luke Skywalker, after having lost his niece, continues to train. Yeah. Um, okay, gotcha. my last question is... Uh, Obviously, we 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 want to push for the dyad, but with Raylo itself. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Okay, that's... is that something that we think we'll explore further? So, with the Kira stuff and having Ben having lost his sister, Ray is a perfect surrogate new sister. It would be very weird for him to romantically be attached to Ray. I agree. Over yeah. the course of the story. Because because that dyad would have formed in the wake of the death of Kira. Yeah. And then he's feeling very muddled and confused about that, which is a like a very interesting Mm -hmm. story. And then be Um, siblings. If no Kira and it's just, you know, Ben and and Luke, then I can see the potential for romantic kind of interaction, having them fall in love. If girlfriend, I don't I'm not I'm not kill girlfriend, replace with Ray. Kill girlfriend, replace with Ray. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not quite feeling it. No, I I hate that also. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, so no so no girlfriend, no Kira. We have Ray low potentially. Ray low potentially. Yeah. I can still see the potential for yeah. it. Because it's not something I'm like crazy attached to. Yeah. Don't need to push for it. Just questioning it. You know, these stories are beautiful and they're about love and yada, yeah. yada, yada. I could yeah. see them falling in love by the end of the night film. And I can mm-hmm. see that really tying together the overall theme of bringing balance to the force and having it all come to a nice, neat bow of them falling in love together. I actually, actually know But that. what about foe? Foe, foe's also still got potential. Foe's definitely got potential. Um, foe's going strong, baby. That does remind me, I'd have thought ages ago, if we did do Raylo, that I thought if, this, and we can throw this away if you don't, uh, but if, if love is what turned Anakin to the dark side, then, an, then, then a subvert that is by nine, that, that love could bring him back, could bring okay. Ben back, and, ben back. And, and, if we had Raylo. I so, really like that. That yeah. ties perfectly in. It's, yeah. a, it's a nice full circle poetry right. thing. So. What did I talk about earlier? I was thinking more of like, in, in terms of maybe if you're going that direction and we are doing like girlfriend or Kira, it's more of like a platonic kind of thing. Yeah, like they're good friends, almost like mm. siblings. Like yeah, yeah. Adopted siblings. In which almost. case, it can still be love can bring him back because it's yeah. like you know the, the the love of the father and the son with with Anakin and, and yeah, familial and, love. Yeah, I like, like that. Like platonic also, familial yeah. love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just returning to the note that I read out first by accident, Luke should try and save Ben at the end of episode eight and fail. And yep. In episode nine, he teaches Ray how to succeed in his place. That still works there. The reason I, I put fail all caps is because I still love the idea of episode eight's theme being directly tied to failure. Oh, yeah. And right. learning from your failure and overcoming your own failure. Yeah. I'd love to have the Very same scene part. with Yoda and Luke. Yeah. I really like kind it. of like overall. And having like feel better within the context of the story. And have it work in the context of the story. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. The way we're heading now is kind of like a fear, failure, balance. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of what I've got yeah. in my head at the moment. Which I like. I would working. love to see Luke already training Ray within the eighth movie, though. I have many ideas for this. Actually, yeah, no, I have that's... one, and I want to talk about it later. Yeah, <laughs> that's, um, a, that's a story for another. A time. story for another. My, time. my my question again, something we'll explore much later. Just want to touch on it if we can. Does Luke ever give up on Ben? I personally, right now, don't think so. No, neither. I don't I think, think so. there's no. a single time where Luke's not trying to help Ben. Which I think is beautiful. Honestly, yeah. I don't think he would ever. Uh, let's move on to Article 2.5, oh. our new segment. Sandra, we're going to throw this one at you. Oh, no. Called Let's Write a Scene. So we're going to pick a scene with Ben Solo in it, and we're going to brainstorm ideas for the scene. Okay. Okay. I've got two ideas we could do. We could do the Dark Side Cave, or we could do Training with Luke. I think Training with Luke. I think it's a really great opportunity now let's to do explore it. that relationship. So that's kind of where I want to start with Ben and Luke. I want to mm. have, the, like, whenever we see them for the first time on screen, it's them training and meditating or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I just jump off from my most recent treatment? Go yeah. Like, see that as a foundation. So my re- most recent treatment I wrote in where we get to meet uh, Luke and Ben. Luke is on Arc 2 in the new Jedi Temple, new old Jedi Temple training. He's going around to the classes. And then he goes to this cave, maybe like that particular yin-yang cave that we get to see. Yeah. Just a um, big dark side butthole. No, I mean the one from eight. Oh, with the with the that's also got that the like more out, one. The one oh, the nice the nice yeah, like one. thing at the yeah. top of the hill. Yeah. Sorry with for bringing nice, up the butthole. The, the nice lighting. Yeah, not the butthole. Not the butthole. Where yeah, where Ben is training against um yeah droids on his own on the highest setting 
and we can see him tapping into this. <laughs> He's got it cranked to yeah, 11. Cranked to 11. <laughs> One of the coolest action scenes we see in this movie is him fighting bots. <laughs> That's yeah. It. But yeah, no, he's tapping into this aggression. And then I also specifically had this note of like, we get to see him do his blaster block bolt thing, but on mass where it's like, they all fire at him at once and he holds it all, sends it out ah. their ways and mm. boom, Luke comes in at this moment. It's like, bit evil there, my boy. Like, he just used the force on a bunch of robots. That seems unnecessarily. Mm. I think he tried to maybe scold him about controlling his emotions. He'd sense like some, uh, a little bit of dwindling. And then what's, what's Ben's reaction to that? What, is, what does he re- respond with? Is he you angry or is he like, you can't well, tell me what to do? I think it would, it would be a really interesting parallel if we do see these droids getting shots off on him. Yeah. Same way that Luke is getting shot in A New Hope when he's first, right? He's like, nah, that's when Obi-Wan's like, yeah, put the, put the blast shield on, just connect to the force. If Ben's reaction to getting shot at is just tap into more anger, get angry because it makes me better, then yeah, I think he'd scold. It's a very like Anakin thing to do. Um, like a very Clone Wars Anakin, why did you have to kill that terrorist? Ah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> There's gosh. this whole thing with There's uh, like a showdown Satine and, and Obi-Wan and neither one of them is going to kill like, the Who's going to do it? Because you're both going to look like idiots. And then Anakin just comes out of nowhere and stabs him in the back. Oh my god. And everyone's like, Anakin. Anakin, that's not the Jedi way. Yeah, no, because no, he's, he's, it's more like, <laughs> Anakin, you shouldn't have stabbed yeah, like him in the sitcom. spine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can play sitcom That's so funny, dude. Yeah. You're oh, getting that clip. Wars. We're showing Bryce that clip right after we finish recording. Mm. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that would be a really interesting conversation right from the get-go for them to establish and have a conversation about their ideas of the force and right. use of the force. It being be able to be used as a tool in Ben's mind as a, something to make himself stronger and powerful. I think rather than a conversation, right. uh, we could have it be framed around Luke teaching him something new. Okay. And oh, Luke so gives him like the helmet and he's train. like, put the helmet on, train with like no eyes or something new, something mm-hmm. I haven't seen before. Or he's already destroyed all the bots. Good way to teach somebody a lesson. To whoop their ass. Luke is like, I'm going to, Luke's like, no, it's clear that you need like maybe a bit more of a challenge. Yeah. Ignites his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and cool. Is, is teaching him by fighting uh, Ben purely like in defense. Ah, uh, that's really cool. What's Han's, what's Han's line? Something against remotes is one thing. Something against the living. Now that's the... Yeah. Oh, he says it. Yeah. What if he says it? Holy <laughs> shit. That's, I don't know if that's good or bad no. fan, fan service. Yeah, I, I, I like um, it. Okay. Counter-proposal uh. to your one, Bryce, in terms of the blindfold. What if he takes his weapon away? And does what? Because... Run it again. No saber. I feel like he's mm. encouraging him to tap into something. Worse, no, I like, but I like the idea of the defense. He just putting out and him crushes on, them all. It is used for defense. Jedi are defenders. And yeah. he need, that's the big lesson that Luke would be trying to teach him, perhaps. And he takes away the, the 2002 Clone Wars animated series and he does the Mace Window punching. And he punches all the droids. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's like, no, not like that. And he's just like kung fuing the shit out of all the mm. droids. I've heard stories of Mace Windu and how he would punch droids. <laughs> or in the Clone Wars. Great, greater, giving greater emphasis to the Jedi are for defense with defending the people. Luke steps in, puts himself in danger, mm. specifically no saber, and is like, they're going to shoot Hands at behind me. my back. Yep. You have to protect me. me. Protect yeah. me. I yeah. Like that. That's cool as well. That's interesting. He's like, yeah, let's run it again. But this time you have to stop me from getting shot. That's interesting too. I definitely like, I really like the, the idea that Luke is just like, all right, you beat all the robots, fight me. And then shows mm. him how to do it correctly. It's still and a then sparring it's just, match. It's still a sparring match, but he's like focusing yeah. on defense. And I can imagine Luke being like, oh, you know how suave Dooku is when he fights? You yes. know, like, like Dooku doesn't attack. Hand behind Dooku, the back, he's, he's drooling. still very much... Fights like a Jedi where yeah. he's like, you come to me, you come to me, flourish, ba bam. Yeah. yeah. Blocked, 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 um, blocked, blocked, blocked. I think he's like giving him a bit of a lecture as it's going. Oh, dude, yeah. I love conversations in lightsaber fights. But yeah. they're the best. We see that maybe that's not 
Luke's best uh, approach. Maybe that's not the right approach to teaching Ben, and it's kind of just aggravating even making more. him like more to the like, point frustrated. where Ben might be able to like go for a, like a trip by tapping into a bit more anger. Yeah. Either way, I think it also could be really interesting if they would be dueling fighting. Uh, if Luke's not using his lightsaber through a lot of it as well, just using locks, the force stuff like Dodges that. And, that kind of and if it ends with like Ben thinking he's won, he's got Luke. And he's got he's like he holds his saber. At which point we know that Luke's already holding his saber like up to Ben's ribs to be like, yeah, you've sacrificed your footing for a killing blow. Stuff and he you know, taps the literally. ice and he goes down. <laughs> Batman begins. Well, yeah, no, but yeah, where he thinks he's he's won it, but secretly Luke's holding his saber there. Like, I think then the question is, where does the scene resolve and where does it get to? We want to explore this theme that you know Ben is being led astray by mm. something. Yeah. Is it aggravating him and then he blows up and gets mad? What's the resolution of the scene? I think it would be one of those ones where it's like, despite the fact that he thinks he knows better and despite the fact that he thinks tapping into the dark side makes him stronger, it doesn't. He's wrong and that Luke is still, you know, wiser than he is. Like, okay. Yeah. Which would make him mad, wouldn't it? To know that, hey, you're still young. You still have a lot to learn. I think patience. I think I think that it's a lesson from Luke to Ben that okay. patience can overcome just like blind rage and luke comes out victorious just by maybe tripping him up in doing so this maybe encourages ben to try want to learn even faster and he stays in the cave and continues his training so we have this idea of blind rage we have this idea of you know he's frustrated he's he's wanting to do things quickly and with ferocity you know where does this leave him going into like the rest of the the story is his lesson from luke here he learns patience for me, it, it's it's strange because I feel like Luke should be a really good teacher. Yeah. And the thing I'm having the most trouble with with Ben is figuring out how to lead him astray when I think that Luke would be able to help him stop from doing it. That's my biggest it, it, issue. We just we need to we need to separate the two. This, they, they need to go separate ways within this story. That okay. time alone, time without Luke to keep him in check, to keep him in balance, leads him to be able to go completely unchecked, unbalanced. I still think that there is a. A weakness to Luke. A weak, a weakness to Luke, and a weakness in how he's specifically teaching Ben. And then you know you get to explore the theme of failure in the episode eight. And yeah, he learns from that. What's his like? What's his fatal flaw with teaching with teaching Ben? Well, we've been bringing up expectation. Maybe we can also bring that into the story. Mm. Oh, and Luke's like, oh, you know, you're supposed to be doing this. You know, we've been training for five years now. You should have been. I've been be training able to do you. This. Yeah. Yeah. like breaking defenses like this. Right. I, I just wanted. I just wanted to be like you. I wanted you to be better. Ah, I love how much we talk about the MCU on the show. Yeah, sure, the audience does too. I mean, there's a lot of I, crossover. Oh, I bring it up all the time. Okay. I do it. Yeah, of course you would. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I only quote real cinema. What's that, Miller? The extended, yes, the Batman extended begins. Star Wars media. <laughs> the extended Star Wars canon. Yeah, yeah. Me and Batman begins. <laughs> yeah. Anything else we would want out of this scene? Though. If we've got this idea of Luke putting great expectations onto Ben, and mm. that's that's the failure. That can come from a place of fear from Luke as well. Um, he's afraid of the Jedi Order failing. He's afraid of you know the Empire turning maybe, yada, yada, yada. And yeah. that's why he's being led to put these expectations on Ben when that's mm -hmm. not the right yeah. thing to do. Ben um, is meant to be like the golden boy and the, and the standard. And if he doesn't get it right with Ben, then all of it is, how is, how is he going to expect all, any of the other students to get it right? And then, yes, yes. So we have the end of the scene be they bow to each other and Luke's like, you're, you know, you're very good, but you have a lot to learn still. Yeah, he's yeah. He's putting that expectation. Ben's just like, yep, you know, I, yeah. I do, or something like that. He's agreeing with Luke, mm. but that expectation is uh, the problem. Yeah. And it leads us to further scenes where we're seeing that yeah. constant pressure yeah. being applied to Ben. And it, yeah, and it, we should we should definitely get the sense of that like, Luke cares 
great definitely about cares ben. but is he still using that jedi apathy or distance is he still aloof mm. in the jedi in that jedi way we, we definitely want his jedi order to be evolved luke's better yeah. than that luke is the yeah. empathetic jedi but yeah he's he's got a, he's got a duty he's got a role a responsibility i think he's still got a little bit of i think he's got a little bit of a way to go it's a lot of pressure on him maybe distance himself from the the, tr- the really hardcore jedi code mm. stuff and be like no 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 we've got to take care of people emotionally too we can't yeah, just yeah, yeah. be aloof and cool and monks all the time we have to if we don't account for people's emotions and and help them through them they're going to become a sith <laughs> so we gotta yeah. we gotta yeah. help people out also just quickly on this dark side thing the whole time with, with with ben if he falls it's not to become a sith i don't think that there is there is no sith influence there, there there can just be the dark side that's just just wanted to make that point that out especially in this film you know? okay there is there he's, he's not if he falls he's not becoming a sith he's just he's he's you know he's living on the dark side would he get a dark side name I'm very much on the side of yes. I think so. I, I if like the idea. Well, I want him to do something really bad in episode eight, and then he gets knighted by Palpatine again. Okay. So, Similar to Anakin. But he's like a knight of Ren then? Did he use the knights of Ren come in? I want to look into them in eight more so. Doesn't even have any ideas for Dark Side. Do you? I might. Go for but it. I, pretty, I don't have one. Noir. Noir solo. They're pretty goofy. Yeah. They're all Darth names. Yeah, yeah. I like the so Darth the, names. So they're all like. They, they always derive from something evil. Like yeah. Sidious, Maul. Tyrannus. All right, bring us home, Sandra. We're right at the end. Let's hear the ideas for Kylo Ren's new name. Some of these are very silly. I want to hear them. So one of them is uh, Darth Atricious. Darth Atricious. Like attrition. Like Patricia. Sorry. (laughs) Like Patricia. (laughs) Like attrition. But I thought like that's just like more like tapping into like blind rage kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe Darth Callus. That's cool. Callus. We do have Agent Callus in, in Rebels. Yeah, we do. Um, we do. But still, cool name. Yeah. Because um, I thought Callus was like sort of a, a neat way to define what's going on internally mm-hmm. with him. And I also had Darth Ignomus. Okay. For Ignomy. Which I don't is... know what that um, I wrote this ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's sad that I, I wrote this when I wrote this probably three months ago. Public shame or disgrace. Right. Ah, okay. Mm. Interesting. Sandra pulling out the the big yeah. money words. This is also, you know, this is a Disney project. So Darth Deville should also <laughs> <laughs> also worth considering. Oh, that's gold. Yeah, that's gold. All right. Well, on that note of uh, Sandra's name ideas for the new the new Darth, well, you know what? Throw it at the comment section again. If anyone's got any thoughts or feelings on those let us know but uh until then until we decide on what our next episode is going to be thank you so much for listening this has been our character analysis of ben solo uh and until next time may the force be with you